give God thanks and we give God praise. I want to preach to you quickly today the Gospel of John, the 13th chapter, verse 31 through 35. Listen to the word of God. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and in Jesus God is glorified. If God is glorified in Jesus, God will also glorify Jesus in God's self and glorify Jesus at once. Little children, yet a little while I'm with you. You will seek me. And as I said to the Jews, so I now say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. If you have love for one another. Amen. It's Love Sunday. And we want to talk about love today. Today for the time that's mine, I want to preach from the subject, if I had to have one, a command, not a choice. Love and loving one another, it is a command, it's not a choice. Amen. Amen. Let me begin it this way. Why would Jesus have to command his disciples to want, love one another, period? Why would Jesus have to tell people who have been following him around that they ought to love one another? Why would Jesus, who for three years uh, with this band of renegades running around Jerusalem, uh, watching how Jesus uh, uh, healed the sick and raised the dead and gave children back to their parents, why would Jesus have to tell this group of disciples that you all ought to love one another? Why, why, why would Jesus, who is the embodiment of love uh, in overalls, who compassionately took care of God's people everywhere he went, he was doing good. That's one of my childhood songs I used to sing in church at home. Everywhere he went, he was doing good. He cleansed the leper. Amen. He's a mighty healer anywhere, everywhere he went. He was doing good. This is who these disciples were following around Jerusalem. Jesus was turning water into wine out of love. Jesus was feeding hungry folk out of love. Jesus went to the pool at Bethesda out of love. People hanging around, not knowing when the water would be troubled. Jesus like, hey, do you want to get a hold? Do you want to be healed? He went everywhere he went. Jesus was doing stuff that demonstrated the love of God in their lives. So why the command to love 
one another. To a group of people who hung out with the embodiment of love in the world. Why would Jesus have to tell church folks like us, amen, love one another? Why? 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 Why would he have to tell people who know the Bible, know how to pray, amen, know that they ought to treat each other, amen, with love and kindness and respect? Why would Jesus have to tell God-loving folk, church-going folk, love one another? Come on, Cleve. Why we got to be told that we ought to love one another? Why? Why? Come on, why, Overton? Why we got to be told? And not just told, but commanded. Come on, that, that means there's some resistance when it comes to to loving one another as Christ has loved us. Why the command? Well, contextually, maybe it is because earlier in this chapter, chapter 13, one of their own, Judas Iscariot, had just been identified as the one who would betray Jesus. Jesus has just told Jesus what all of us ought to tell all the Judases in our lives. Do whatever you do quickly whatever thou doest the king james says whatever you gonna do whatever thou doest do it quickly amen all of us got some judases in our lives y'all know judas amen them folk who look in your face eat with you drink with you and stick you in your back come on y'all he was at the table but he was already calculating how he can make some money off of selling jesus out to the Roman authority. The empire had gotten to him and Jesus says, hey, Judas, I tell you what, whatever you gonna do, gonna do it quickly. Sometimes that's how you wanna treat church folks, amen. You wanna open the doors of the church not to take folk in. Bless the name of God, <laughs> amen. So abandonment, betrayal and rejection uh, they were all in the air in that room and it's hard to love folk who have done either one to you or to your loved ones. It seems hard. It's hard. Isn't it hard to, to love folk who have abandoned you? Love folk who have betrayed you? Love folk who have rejected you? Seems like everyone in this room but Jesus would be guilty of one or all three. Abandonment, betrayal, and rejection. And maybe that is where the command to love comes in. This is chapter 13. Six chapters before chapter 19. When Jesus will be arrested, tried, crucified, and all of them will abandon Jesus. Come on, y'all. This is chapter 13. Catch it, y'all. Chapter 19. All of them, Michael, will abandon Jesus in chapter 19. But here Jesus is in chapter 13 telling them before chapter 19, you better love one another. The way that I love you. What is Jesus doing? Come on. Jesus is letting us know you better practice love before you are abandoned, betrayed, or rejected. That's what Jesus is embodying. That's what he's role modeling for them. He says, like, let me show you how to handle betrayal and abandonment and rejection. I love you. Now you're going to love one another. Why practice love before you get 
betrayed and before you are abandoned and before you are rejected you also see all faces in here today why because it is going to happen tell your neighbor it is going to happen amen at some point in your relationship with another human being you will be abandoned you will be betrayed you will be rejected in other words you're gonna be hurt and you have to learn how to love folk who have hurt you and you can't wait until it happened oh my god to build a capacity to love you gotta do it before it happened it's always interesting in premarital counseling when we get to the issue of fidelity come on and you ask the couple that's in love and infatuated come on they're just smiling all over their face and you're like when you all break these vows y'all heard what i said when you break these vows uh how is this marriage gonna survive not if you break these vows but go and they be looking at you like <laughs> mm, pastor we are in love pastor uh like no 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 i asked the question the way i asked the question i asked the question uh, the way human beings uh, who are prone to abandon and betray and reject uh, i asked the question the way they are supposed to be asked the question when you break these vows how is this marriage going to survive? Ooh, bless the name of God. You ought, to, you ought to be careful who you take to the altar uh, 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 when you talk about I love somebody. Come on, y'all. To love somebody means that you love what you see and what you what? Don't see. That you're going to love what you see and what you will discover. Come on. Oh, uh, when you marry, you ought to marry uh, folk knowing. Or when you say you're in love, you ought, to, you ought to be careful who you walk around talking about your love. Uh, ain't none of us ever show who we really are when we're dating. Come on, y'all. Come on, when you're dating, everything is good. Everything is wonderful. Come on, folk don't even pass gas when they're dating. Come on, y'all. It's a perfect situation. Uh, you don't sweat. You don't, uh, yon, yon, you know, you do everything just perfect. And that's how you know you, you ought to be careful. See, you ought to survive the first fight before you say, let's take this thing to the next level. Come on, y'all. You're like, how are we going to handle the first fight <laughs> it's like when couples get married and and they've been their first year i always ask them have you had your first fight yet <laughs> because it is only after the first fight that threatens to disrupt the <laughs> the marriage that you really know whether you love one another or not jesus says a new commandment i give unto you that you love one another if you love you are going to be abandoned you if you love you are going to be betrayed if you love you are going to be rejected on one level or the other why because love opens you up to abandonment and love opens you up to betrayal and love opens you up to rejection one writer john carr says it this way 
Betrayal can only happen if you love. <laughs> In other words, y'all hear me? Uh, betrayal can only happen if you love. Uh, if you never love, come on, you can't be betrayed. If you never love, you can't be rejected. If you never, come on, y'all, you gotta love because it uh, uh, because it only matters when there is somebody that you love. Come on, y'all. I, I, I don't care who reject the Ray of Hope Church if there ain't no member here. Come on. Uh, they can talk about us all they want to. Come on, y'all. But it is when it's the people that you. The one who you have nurtured and poured into. It is them Negroes. Come on, my God. Ah, that you love. Good God. Good God. Did I miss something loving them? But oh, it's a mess. <laughs> it's just the nature of love. If you love, eh, you are made vulnerable. It's all over, ain't it? If you love your country, eh, you can love your country and it will abandon you. You ask the American Indians. They love their country enough to share it with the occupiers and the occupiers took it. Uh-huh. Ask the veterans who serve and risk their lives for love of country and can't get adequate health care to deal with the trauma, oh my God, of the wars in which they have fought for this country. Ask the poor and the ignorant who love their country and believe fortifies fake news. Ask them what they got in this last set of tax bill and ask those women what they are being faced now because they believe the fake news and now they run the risk of not being able to get a safe abortion in this country. If you love you're going to get abandoned. Love another human being and you will betray on one level or the other. And come on, y'all. There's no such thing as small betrayal and big betrayal. All betrayal hurts like hell. Come on, y'all. And they rob you of your pure and undefiled ignorance, your conscience. Folk act like the marriage vow has only one section to it, forsaking all others. But that's not the only way you can, come on, y'all, betray someone in a marital relationship. When you say you love, but you are disrespectful, and when you don't cherish, and when you don't honor, come on, y'all, what you love, you protect it, and you promote it. That's what it means to cherish somebody. Come on, y'all. When you, when you make a vow to cherish somebody, come on, y'all. I love this thing here, this bracelet. My grandmama gave me this bracelet. I cherish this thing. Amen. I cherish it. I tell folks, you know, uh, wherever I go, don't you? You can take a lot of stuff from me. Amen. But don't touch my bracelet. Amen. Why? Because I cherish it. It has sentimental value to me. I will protect it and I will promote it. And that's what you ought to give it to someone that you say you love. You ought to protect them and you ought to promote them. Come on. You ought to be able to take this the best thing that ever happened to me. She is the best thing. Y'all know my wife fuss about it all the time. But I love the woman and I will cherish her all the days of my life. Even if she talk about me when we get in the car. You know I don't like all that public thing. But because I made a vow. You love your family and they will sometimes reject you. Come on now. And that's the painful one. 
in this love thing. You love your family. Come on. You love the people you came from. Uh, them's your people. Half of you is your mama and half of you is your daddy. Come on, y'all. Every cell in your body. What is it? 23 chromosomes this way. 23 chromosomes. But them people got some demons. Oh my God, they get some demons and sometimes you got to get to a point where you love them in ways in which that makes you erect boundaries. Come on y'all and tell them stay out of my lane. Cause folk will reject you when you attempt to what psychologists call self-individuate. In other words, when you decide, I don't want to live like you. I appreciate the good things that you've given me. Hallelujah. I love my father's charm. My father can charm everybody in here. Come on. Look at him back there. Doesn't he look handsome for an 86-year-old man? That's a charming man. I, I come from good genes, good stock. Look at here. Hey, I got it just like him. Yeah, but my father got some demons. Lord have mercy. As in as much as he got them demons, I don't want them demons. Come on, y'all. Oh, I am my mother's son. I am an ambitious somebody. Come on. I love to renovate and love. Oh, come on, y'all. But every now and then I got to talk about what my mother does. How she can manipulate and how she can twist this and twist that. And every now and then I got to decide. I love you, but I can't live like you. It hurts. When you are attempting to do what they raised you to do, be better, go farther, see more, get more. Come on, y'all. In that, you know, it's amazing. <laughs> My mama taught me how to wear good shoes. Amen. I always gonna have me some good shoes on. And, and sister Patricia, it wasn't because oh, we had money. No, you used to. My mama used to make. Mama used to have a cobbler to make our shoes. Right, because if you made the shoe, the shoe lasted longer. But that bad boy be two sizes bigger, Trené. Yeah, you be going to church, going to school like you got two bolts on your feet, eh? But that thing, it developed in me an appetite for good shoes. Come on, you ain't gonna never see Pastor Espinosa without some. I always got me some good shoes on because my mama did that. Come on, y'all. But there are some of my mama's demons. <laughs> it seems like it's impossible, y'all, to love without being abandoned and betrayed and rejected. You're going to feel it. Ooh. So here Jesus says, Jesus says, I command you. That's where it's going, Ravenita. But Jesus says, I command you to love one another. Why? Why does he have to command them? He says, look, I ain't going to be around. <laughs> he said, I'm going and where I'm going, you can't get there with me as well. In other words, y'all going to have to stay here and y'all going to have to learn how to get along with each other. And I'm not going to be physically present among you. So I got to teach you how to get along with each other. Jesus is like, I'm finna get up out of here. 
And since I'm going up out of here, y'all going to have to learn how to get along with each other. Y'all going to have to learn that your differences does not make you deficient. And that one labor does not mean that it has to last a lifetime. Ooh, look at here. Jesus says, I command you. Love one another. Come on now, Jesus. A command? Come on, come on, come on, Jason. It's a command. It's not a choice. It's a command. Some things we get to choose whether we do them or not as Christians. Come on, y'all. Some things we get to choose uh, and others we don't. We have the choice in whether we eat meat offered to idols or not. That was a big fight in the church at Corinth. We have a choice whether we are married, whether we marry or we remain single. That's a choice. We have a choice whether we drink a little wine for the stomach's sake or not. Drinking wine ain't going to send you to hell, y'all. Paul says, you want me to give you the verse and scripture, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 23, 24, and 25. A little wine is good for the stomach's sake. That's, that's what the Bible says. Amen. It ain't say to be no drunkard, but it ought to say a little wine is good for the stomach's sake you got a choice whether you drink or not women have a choice whether they cover their heads and worship or not but there is one thing that we do not have a choice in and that is loving one another as disciples of Jesus Christ you got to love the strangest member of this church and I dare you develop the capacity to love folk who are different. Jesus said, y'all going to get along. All y'all. Them straight folk going to have to get along. You know, with them, them folk that you don't quite know. You can't figure it out. You know how they can love somebody of the same sex. But you ought to love one another. Come on, y'all. You ought to be able to trust the person who is the felon and the one who has never been caught with the same felony. You got to love the homeless and the one with the home. Come on. You ought to love the women and the men the same. Jesus says you ought to love one another. Come on. Those who have social graces and those who do not. You got to love the little nappy-head kids and the ones who you think ain't as nappy-head. They might not have nappy-head, but they got naughty behavior. Come on, y'all. And I'd rather have a child with nappy hair and good behavior than good hair and naughty behavior. Jesus said, y'all got to get along. All y'all red bones got to get along with them black ones. Come on. All y'all got to get along. Long hair with the short hair. Whether you got weave or perm. Doesn't matter. Y'all got to get along with one another. And what you perceive as a strength or an advantage over the other gives you, come on, no reason. You got to love everybody. Everybody. And the more you can't figure them out, <laughs> that's your assignment. Come on, my God. That's your assignment. I tell you, y'all see Fallon Wilson around this church. I love Fallon Wilson today. 
in ways in which I did not love her 13 years ago. Did not love her. No, Fallon is so brilliant. She lives in her head and she can get up under your skin and I didn't like her. But my wife used to always say something to me I didn't want to hear. She would not hurt us. She would not hurt us. She would not hurt us. That's all she was. She would not hurt us. She would not hurt us. Come on, y'all. Yeah. And I couldn't get it. <laughs> uh, uh, but when you stay, uh, when you commit to the program of love, when you commit to love, Lord, what is it about this young woman, come on, that gets up under my skin? It's like I got to learn how to love you. Come on, y'all. When you love people who are different, you get bigger. Come on, my God. Your capacity. Come on. You now, now you're like, the next time you see somebody who may just be a little socially awkward, oh, you're like, I've seen that before. And I conquered that the last time. So it's not as jolting to me uh, this time around as the last time around. Ooh. <sighs> it's love Sunday. We're talking about how you grow to love people. Amen. And Jesus says, I command you. This is a new commandment I give unto you. Well, what's the old commandment? The old commandment. Come on, my God. Uh, you treat folk uh, the way that you have been taught to treat them. Uh, you ought to treat people the way you want to be treated. Not the way you have seen people treat others who are not lovable come on y'all i told you i got some folk in my family they are grudge holders come on uh they itemize the grudges they keep an inventory of grudges oh my god i know none of y'all got folk like that in your family but i got a few folk like that in my family i hold their dna in my body come on they hold grudges ah uh, they they remember you remember uh 20 years ago i told that 20 years ago i don't forgot that thing already it's like, can we talk? I'm like, it is 20 years ago, and you're just now bringing it up. Come on, y'all. There are folk in your life who will nurse stuff. Come on, my God. They keep it alive. They, it's a little ember, but they'll keep that thing alive. They want to fan it and fan it and fan it. Jesus says, you ought to love one another. Oh my God, it's a command, y'all. And in order for you to uh, obey that command, you got to build capacity. Come on. Uh, you got to build capacity for Jesus, from Jesus Christ, from your relationship with Jesus Christ. There are some people in your life that you have to love because Jesus commands it. Not because you choose it, but because Jesus commands it. Come on, y'all. Some folk are difficult. And some people make it difficult for you to love them. But they ain't got no choice. As a child of God, you got to love them anyway. Come on. They manipulating you, but you got to figure out a way how to love that manipulating. Because oh, Jesus says so. There are some people you just love them because Jesus says so. Sometimes I see some folk from the old church. And what I want to tell them, some of them I want to do some things to them. Oh, but I remember Jesus says, 
Oh, that you pray for those who speak all manner of evil against you. He said you jump for joy. You jump and you click your heels when you think about it. Why? Because what they meant for evil, God gave you the power, the strength, the insight to work it for your good. It's love, son, y'all. You ought to develop the capacity to love. I was telling Sunday school class this morning when I first started taking swimming lessons. Malika said, Malika was there in my first class. I couldn't get halfway down the lane. Amen. Over there at the sportsplex. Couldn't get down the lane. Halfway down the lane. Couldn't get down the, couldn't, couldn't get, you know, just flipping, flapping, uh, trying to get through the water. The water beating me, I'm beating the water. Somebody beating up each other. Amen. Uh, paddling too fast, panicking, amen, no capacity, my lung capacity couldn't take uh, what I was doing, hey, come on, y'all, but then I learned some techniques, <laughs> I learned how to breathe in the water, I learned that you can't, you don't breathe with your neck, you, you breathe with your hips, come on, and you turn your whole body in that water, and you just rock and walk, what am I trying to help you understand today, that there's some things about this thing called love, that if you want to build a capacity to love you gotta do it every day come on you gotta practice every day i'm not gonna be mean i'm not gonna be a grudge holder i'm not gonna manipulate people i'm not going to count how many times folk hurt me i gotta practice it <laughs> i gotta practice love y'all you just don't wake up I know you think you're so wonderful. Come on, my God. But you just don't wake up and have perfect love. No, you got to learn how to love. You got to practice loving. Come on. You got to practice things like, I apologize. You got to practice saying, I'm sorry. You got to practice saying, give me another chance. You got to practice some things like me giving you the benefit of the doubt and you giving me the benefit of the doubt. The fact that I hurt you, I didn't mean it. It was not intentional. Come on, y'all. You got practice giving folk the benefit of the doubt. And that's why a building capacity requires a community. Come on. A community of people who show you how to love. Come on. I remember one time, uh, Brother Nate, uh, my, my pastor of my, my home church, there was a little young lady. She's a little mentally challenged young lady used to come to our church. Her name was Eve. And Eve came to church. She had a bracelet, a little thinner one than this, came to church. And Eve lost her bracelet somewhere. But Eve went home and told her mother uh, that somebody at the church house had stole her bracelet. And so her mama, you know, was one of them shenanay kinds, you know. So her mama came to church, and her mama was not a member of the church. So her mama was finna whoop everybody's doo 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 who was up in that church. Amen. And and she was raising so much hell by when my my pastor left out of the pulpit, and he went down to the you know in front of the church. He saw the commotion going on out there, and he said, "Darling," he said, "Daughter, what happened?" He said, "What they do?" Pastor, somebody stole Eve's bracelet. And they, they, they ought to be ashamed of themselves. They call themselves Christian. And in the Christian church, my pastor said, darling, come on, don't make all this noise. 
I said, what kind of bracelet was it? He said, a little girl, little gold bangle like that. He said, how much you paid for it? <clears throat> she told him how much she paid for it. He says, well, if I give you the money, then it's going to be mine, right? She said, yeah. He, he, he pulled out the money. He gave her whatever the money was. He said, now I want you to come. Would you come to church with us today? He says, God, I'm paying you for the bracelet, right? He was demonstrating that he had the capacity to resolve that conflict, even in that moment. And that is what it means for us to love one another. We have to develop the capacity to love one another, even when there is the most intense conflict in our lives. And you can't learn that in isolation. You got to learn that in community. I'll never forget the fact my pastor left the pulpit, went out of the church to resolve that issue. Come on, y'all. Sometimes we got to leave our places of comfort and go and resolve stuff. Ooh, I'm preaching too long. I'm about done. Right? <sighs> It's hard to give love when you have not been given love. Come on, it's hard. It's hard for you to give love when you have not been given love. You know, the more and more I talk to some of you beautiful people at this church, the more I realize how many of you grew up in houses where you did not hear the words, I love you. Come on, y'all, to grow up in a house and hear the words, I love you. Or to hear the words, you are all that. To hear the words, I'm proud of you. To hear the words, I believe you. To hear those words, come on, they are more than money can ever, ever, ever give to somebody. To hear the words, I love you. To hear the words, I am proud of you. It is one thing for you to know that you're loved. It's another thing to hear the words coming out of somebody's mouth. I love you. Come on, practice it, you all. Someone say it with me. Come on, every day you want to look at your loved ones and tell it to them. I love you. Come on. So many of us grow up and we never heard those words, I love you. We keep on asking, come on, Hank, play me love lifting me. When nothing else can help, love lifting me. Mm. I ain't finished my sermon. You want me to sing before I finish? I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. Very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry. From the waters lifted me, now safe am I. Love lifted me, love lifted me, when nothing else could help, love lifted me. Broken people find it very difficult to love 
broken people. I pray that God will give us capacity. Come on, let us stand all over the church today. We have so let God down. We have abandoned his ways. What we have rejected him. We have betrayed him. We have walked away from God. We have left God hanging so many times. What has God decided to do? God decided to love us anyway. If you're in this church today and you want to begin to, be, to build a capacity to love the difficult people in your life, I want you to meet me at the altar. That's the only thing I want to pray for. You want to begin. You don't, you don't quite know how to do it. You got a daughter. You got a son. You got a child. You got a husband, a wife. You got a person in your life. You got a church member. You got, you got, you got folks. And you, you don't know how to love them. They, they trip you up. They trick you out. They, you just don't know how to do it. But I say to you, you would be a bigger person, a better person if you decide. I want to build a capacity to love. Come on, Rev Hope. Let's begin to build that community that we show one another how to love you. Come on, if you're in this church today and you want, come on, if you've been lifted up out of the muck and the mire of your life, hey, you know, I ain't going to beg you on a day like today. You know, I know you in this church. I know a lot of you in here. You ain't got that capacity. Meet us at the altar. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's just pray. Let's pray. I want to love the difficult people in my life. I want to love them.